Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, a proud member of the Geek2Geek Media Network. And on this week's episode, we are going to be discussing the BTS's Love Yourself era since it just recently came to an end with their final performances of the Love Yourself, Speak Yourself tour in Seoul back in October of last year. Can't believe it's already 2020. I know. Um, so the reason that we chose this era to be the first BTS era that we wanted to discuss on the podcast, also this being our third episode of this show, um, is because Chelsea and I were first introduced to BTS and K-pop as a whole during this era. I'm not lying, am I? I know I no, was. No, this is 100% true. Okay. Uh, so it, it honestly, like, this era means the world to us because it introduced us to the whole world of K-pop and... We also have tattoos that both represent this era, too. Yeah. <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. So, clearly, these me- this era means a lot to us. Um, but before we get too deep into this potentially emotional topic that we're going to be talking about, um, this is going to be our first fully structured episode. So, it's going to include all the things that are going to be, you're going to be hearing every week when you listen to this episode. To, like, our show, basically. Yeah. Um, so to start us off, Chelsea, what have you been doing this week? Well, uh, I'm a little slow on terms of buying albums. So I just recently bought NCT's Superhuman album. Uh, because HMV and Belfast have, like, they, they recently, like, recently right before Christmas bought like a ton of k-pop stuff because at first they were only stocking bts and that was kind of like the only thing you could get unless you were gonna like obviously buy online um i'm just like iffy about buying stuff online lately but i was enjoying looking at all the stuff in person but like they've been selling out so bad so i'm desperately waiting for them to restock uh the only thing that they had this time that i went was the nc that i didn't like own already was NCT Superhuman, but I was happy enough to get that. Um, I got Yuta's photo card. Okay. And I got. I was gonna ask. Uh, Do Young's uh like little circle hollow card. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So it was a good. It was a good uh pick. It was a good pick. Yeah. Um, I, I love that album anyway. So it's just fun to own it. It's like a. It's a gorgeous album. So mm-hmm. I was very excited about that. Um, I listened to basically every single twice song today. I, I just decided like now that I have Spotify premium, I'm just going to start doing that where I listen to all the music because obviously previously I was just buying single songs. So I only knew twice's singles, like, you know, the, their title tracks and all, uh, so I went back and like listened to all their old albums and all their mini albums and a couple of their Japanese albums. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a great way to pass the time while cleaning. <laughs> nice. I love it. It was. Yeah. So it was good. Um, also, I just like happened to like keep binge. I keep binging like live performances of Twice's Feel Special and Itsy's Dala Dala and Icy. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know YouTube is like because I'll just go on my fo- on my um my TV like the U- YouTube on my TV and it just automatically plays 
like the next video that it recommends. And for some reason, it just keeps recommending those two things. They're like, oh, you haven't watched this live performance yet. And I'm like, is this the first, like the fourth time I've heard this song in the past hour? Yes. Am I going to continue to watch it? Yes. <laughs> in fact, today I was watching, I was watching twice and it, just auto-played this one video of them performing their first song, which is, um, oh, what is it called? What is it called? I'm going to, it's going to kill me not to know. It's like, like, ah, ah, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. You've probably actually even heard it and you don't even realize it. Oh, probably. Yeah. Like, ah, ah. And it's, it was like four performances in a row. Like it was, it was them performing it like back when they debuted and it was just like all the different live performances that they did of that song. So I watched them perform that song four times in a row. Oh my God. That's amazing. And and like by the fourth time I was like, oh, okay. So this is just a whole video of this. I'm going to click out. (laughs) (laughs) But it took me like four times to like actually realize like that's just what the entire video was. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. I was confused, but I, I was enjoying it. So I just kept going, but that's really about it. That, that was my week in K-pop. What was your week in K-pop like? Um, well, I am preparing to go to some concerts coming up. Nice. And so 17 is, I'm seeing them two times this month in January. And then in February, I get to see Stray Kids and I got their light stick, their first official light stick yeah. in the mail yesterday uh, from Subculture Entertainment. Like they put it on sale and both like me and our friend Mimi both bought our light sticks and they arrived yesterday. I was in the middle of like watching TV and I like paused it and like ran outside because I saw it had been delivered to go get it out of my mailbox. Nice. It looks really cool. It looks really, really nice. Yeah, so I'm super excited to, like, have, like, I've got the light stick now, so I'm, like, I'm ready for the Stray Kids show in L.A. I'm so excited to see them again. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to cry. Mimi and I have good seats, so we're going to sit there and just ball our eyes out the entire yes. show, as expected. Um, I also got both Astro and AT's Seasons Greetings boxes this week. Like, oh, my God. Like a week and a half or something. And I still like I have my BTS one I'm getting to I bought way too many seasons greetings boxes this like year. <laughs> like that's it was what a happened. real season greeting for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. Um I need eight calendars, don't you? Like I need to know what date it is. <laughs> Just um, wherever you turn, you know exactly what date it is. My AT's desk calendar is currently on my desk here. I have my astro calendar is up there. Although the astro calendar doesn't really make any sense because you put it in this frame, but you can't see the calendar part of it. It's literally just Uno. I mean, that's not a bad thing to have. I, I mean, I'm not complaining. It's a beautiful photo of Uno, so I can just look up to the shelf and be like, "Oh, Uno, perfect." Um, but they were amazing. I loved both of the boxes. Like the, the yeah, Astro one came with a paper mobile to like assemble. So I have like Ooh. a moon bin mobile now. Nice. To like hang. That's beautiful. So. I love it. <laughs> I feel like Astro does really good 
merchandise. They had two different versions of their season's greetings one. They had one that was more like like desk desk style stuff, like like a count like a desk calendar and like mm-hmm. other stuff. And I chose not to get that one because I was already getting two that came with desk calendars and I don't need like I said eight desk calendars. Yeah. Um I mean maybe I do, I don't know. Um <laughs> So I got this one and it came with like a bunch of stuff and I was just like looking at it and I was like, this box is purple and it's beautiful and I love it. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but I got, so I got those. Um, I've been super deep into like got seven recently. I don't know like why all of a sudden. Cause they're great. <laughs> No, they are. They're amazing. But I think it's because I watched the Hard Carry 2.5 show they did. Like, they did three, two or three episodes. Um, They have, like, their kind of, it's kind of like their version of, like, I don't want to say it's like their version of BTS Run, but it's like a variety show kind of thing that they do. Yeah. Um, It's called Hard Carry, and it, I was dying the whole time. I was laughing. It was so funny. It was amazing. They did a great job with it. And so, from that point, I was just like... I need more Got7, and I was, like, buying albums and listening to their whole discography and then watching, like, compilation videos of their V-Lives, yeah. of their performances. That's how you go down the like, rabbit hole. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's when you know, like, you officially, like, re- properly stand a group when you start watching all those things and, like, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I, like, had already picked my biases for GOT7, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I mean, bias is plural, like, because there's more than oh, one. yes, sometimes, And yes. it's, <laughs> like, it's Jin Young and Jackson, mm-hmm. but, like, I, like, I'm about to put a comma. Like, there's going to be a yeah. comma after Jackson's name, and it's going to be JB. Like, I'm putting him nice. on there. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's but, being added to the list. That's That sounds good. Oh my god, he's been just like ridiculous and too much for me to handle. He's currently my phone lock screen and homepage picture, so I'm like obsessed right now. Nice, I like it. I just God Seven has this like different feel to them. Like they do. I don't know, because like they feel older. Like I forget that both Bam Bam and uh, Yugyum are the same age as Jungkook. Yeah, no, they definitely like, feel like. They're a more mature group. I feel the same way about them as they do about Monster X. Mm-hmm. Like, that they feel older. And also, like, GOT7 does this thing where, like, they don't care what their entertainment group thinks. They did a whole V Live inside of a closet once to <laughs> lock their manager out so they could do whatever they wanted on their V Live. And I was just dying because I didn't know that happened. So... <laughs> This is this is where I am. That's great. But anyways, so let's move on. So the next thing we're going to talk about is sort of this, like, what's happened recently, like, in the last couple of weeks, the last week in K-pop. So for this particular, like, segment, we're only really going to be talking about uh, things that we, one, noticed, like, saw that actively seeked out, like, actively yeah. looked at, and also... Um, cause there's so much that happens in K-pop all the time and we want to keep 
this podcast as positive facing as possible. So we're really only going to be talking about the things, one, that we like are interested in, things that we like. So this is very, we're being very selfish about this topic. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing is, is that we're, we're not making this podcast a K-pop news podcast for, for this segment. This is like us talking about things that we got excited about within the past week, like things that have come across our Twitter feed, uh, our group chat, you know, that kind of thing. Like this is like, this is just very much like this podcast in general is very much just like, this is what we got excited about in K-pop world this week, <laughs> you know? So very we're much. not going to be able to cover everything. It would be impossible. And that's not really what this is about. This is just like, specifically this this is what we found out about and this is what we're excited about and we hope you are too yeah that's yep yeah i couldn't explain it any better than that not really (laughs) um so uh there were the golden disc awards were over this past weekend and bts won a bunch of i'm gonna say this word wrong is it day sayings like i'm not gonna lie i can't confirm (laughs) okay um they're like the awards that uh like overall winning awards it's sort of like you know like best actress best picture like from the oscars like it's that kind of thing so they i don't know exactly like top awards yeah the top awards so like they won all the day sayings at um at mama and at the mmas like that kind of thing yeah um but they won a couple I guess. I think they got, like, top album. I, I didn't two. look real hard into this, I guys. I think I heard Not that they all. got two, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they did that um, over the weekend. They also performed. Um, I watched their performance, and they did a great job. It was really cute. Yeah. Also possible teasers for the next album that we're yes. anxiously waiting for from BTS. Yeah. But we don't know if it's going to be Shadow or Ego, because now they're just messing with us. I know. It's, I'm so excited, though. That's all I know is I'm so excited. Yes. Same. Um, SF9 released their music video for their title track, Good Guy, coming off of their next uh, comeback, which is being released, I believe, on the 8th of January, so just in a couple of days. Nice. Um, I don't know if you watched the video. I did. It was really good. Oh, no, I haven't. I will watch. Yeah, it was great. Um, ATs released their teaser trailer, album preview, and performance trailer for their title track, Answer, coming off of their, I want to say it's the last album in this era, but I, <laughs> we've said that for the last three al- like comebacks. So this is for Treasure Epilogue Action to Answer comeback that's coming out literally tomorrow, like the oh, 6th nice. of January. Um, I, I know, I know. It, it's going to be amazing. ATs has never released a bad album. It's fantastic. True. I'm excited. Like, they're one of my old groups, so they could release just them breathing for four <laughs> hours, and I'd watch it. <laughs> just saying. Um, Mont, which is one of the more, like, I want to say they're more rookie, but they're really not because they're, like, as the same age as, like, ATs and Stray Kids at this point. Yeah. Well, they, they're a newer group. They're a smaller group, for sure. Yeah. So there's only three people in Mont. Um, they just celebrated their first anniversary, their one-year anniversary of their debut yesterday. And they released a bunch of videos. They did a fan song. They had, like, a little meetup at a cafe. It was really sweet. I saw them on Instagram Live, and I was just like, 
I was dying. Ibitzian is finally back. He uh, had to have surgery because he had uh, something wrong with his appendix. He had, had a, he had an appendicitis, so he had to have surgery, but he's all better now. That's so good. That's great. Um, One Us is currently preparing for their first anniversary celebration. They tweeted out um, a picture as well as they put something up on VLive. It's going to be this, like, performance called Our Moment. So it's going to look cool. So I'm excited for that. And then I was telling people about a new boy group that's about to debut, which I'm very excited that I found them. Yeah. Um, They're called Dustin, which... Is an interesting name for a group. It is an interesting name, but I'm excited. I know. And they released uh, two teaser trailers for their debut song called Burn, and they look really good. Like, I'm excited for them. Very good. Um, and then you put something. Yeah, I'm, I'm crazy behind, so I just have, like, this tiny bit of nugget to add, but I'm kind of excited about it. Um, Hichul from Super Junior and Momo. Have an, from Twice have announced that they are dating. I don't. We don't know how long they've been dating. We people assume that it's been much longer than we realize, um, but it's exciting uh, because I I like to see that the world of K-pop is moving towards the fact that idols can act like normal human beings. Uh, I I like to see that people are more accepting. I mean, some people are a little iffy because there is a thirteen age. Uh, age gap between the two of them, but they're both adults like Momo's in her twenties. Uh, Hitchell's in his thirties. He's a really good guy. So, I mean, I, I don't think there should be anything to worry about. And once you get like older, the age difference thing, it, it doesn't have much of the same effect. Uh, so I'm excited to see that people are like, in general, people are a lot more accepting because like, I just think it's unrealistic that, you know, idols in their 20s are expected to never date. I don't know. That's just a personal opinion. But Mm -hmm. so it's just good to see them being happy. So, yeah. Same. I'm excited. I remember hearing about that and it was like, oh, that's so sweet. And like, apparently he's considered one of the like sweetest, nicest, kindest. Yeah. Like idols ever or something. And I'm just like. I love you. He's like, from what I've uh, read up on him, he's very, very nice, very caring. So I can only expect good things. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it from the things that I, that were like right in my face about things that had come out recently or soon to come out since there's albums and debuts dropping within the next week or so um anyways so let's move on to what we're here to talk about which is bts's love yourself era that's what we're here for yeah um so for this what we're gonna do is i'm just gonna give uh we're gonna talk about the three albums that are part of the love yourself era i'm gonna give a little bit of background and then chelsea and i are gonna mention what our favorite songs are from that uh album um, as we move through talking about the background, just general background, um, I feel like the reason we're not giving like a full deep dive on BTS because at this point, I feel like everyone should know who they are. Well, and most likely if you're listening to this, you probably know the basic information. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is this episode in particular is a bit like it's for us to kind of like talk about what we enjoyed. Um, yeah, I think most people listening to this are like, yeah, I know what the titles are. <laughs> you know, I know. Sorry. Oh well, no, no, no. I mean, like, like we're like we're not sitting here and like listing every title track and every like track of every album. You know what I mean? We're kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so for background information, um, the promotional posters for the love yourself, the very first love yourself album and the era were released in August of 2017. So apparently this was the first time that each member had their own individual promotional poster. See, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But also, granted, like, you and I joined into the K-pop world. Like, I didn't start listening to them until after Love Yourself Answer came out. And I joined right as Love Yourself Tear came out. Like, right as. Yeah. Or right before. Yeah. I was going to say, like, we're about a year apart, but that's a total lie. It's literally just months. <laughs> months apart. Yes. <laughs> and release dates. Anyways, so... Love Yourself, Her was the first album in this series of albums. It was released on September 18th in 2017. It had nine tracks, and technically it said two hidden tracks. Um, but I think one of them was the, like, skit, and then is C on this album? Yeah, C's hidden track, too. Okay, so uh, C is the hidden track on here. Uh, the comeback trailer and intro song for this album was Serendipity by Jimin. Sang by Jimin. It's a, I love this video for it, too. Yes. That's when he's, like, sitting there barefoot. I love it. Yes. Um, DNA is the title track for this album. And then they released two music videos, which is DNA and Mic Drop for this particular album. Um, Chelsea, what were your favorite songs on this album? So, Okay. DNA was the first music video and song I have ever heard of BTS. So obviously that holds some weight and that's one of my favorites because I like when I saw it, I was like, this is the most original thing I have ever seen. It's full of bright colors. It's so different. And yet I was so, so drawn to it. It's it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And yet all I like wanted to do was listen to it nonstop. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just remember like D showing it to me and she'd be, she was like, it's going to be a little different, but like, just trust me. And I was like, okay. Our friend D who got us into BTS, by the way. Um, and I was just like, whoa, like it was, I just loved everything about it. So DNA always holds a little bit of a special place for me. Um, and then my second one is mic drop because like, oh, I just, I don't, I've jammed to this song so much, like to this day, like mic drop is a never skip for me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know how you have those songs? You're like, I like, yeah, it's the second time I've heard it today, but am I going to keep listening? Heck yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, like I can never skip it. It's so good. Um, the music video gets me every time. Like every time I watch it, I just like, I feel so good. It's like such a pump up song for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know. There's just, there's just something about it. Like the remakes with Steve Aoki is just fire. It's just so Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Um, and then my third favorite, which is probably like my like 
like favorite for a very different reason is C, the hidden track. Mm-hmm. It's such a gorgeous song and it is way too good to be a hidden track. Like I'm kind of mad. I'm like, I kind of like, why didn't you just make this like, <laughs> like a so- a proper song? Um, it's also really, really beautiful in the lyrics. Like, I don't know if you've ever taken the time to like look up the lyrics and kind of look up the meaning of the song, but it's just, it's so gorgeous and lyrical. And it's like everything that I love about BTS, like all the like metaphor and deeper meaning. And for me, it's I'm like, like I said, I'm just kind of like, why is this a hidden track? Mm -hmm. This song is so good. It's so, so good. So what about you, Katie? Um, my, so my favorite songs, I'm pretty sure that DNA was also the first music video that D ever showed me when I expressed interest Yes. into K-pop. And I, I do love this song. It's not my favorite, like ultimate favorite song, but I never skip it. It's a never skip for me for sure. Nice. Um, but my favorite songs from this album have actually recently changed. Cool. And I 100% blame the Magic Shop Muster for this. Right. It's 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 their fault once you hear these <laughs> the songs. So my favorite song is Dimple. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I just really like it. I'm like a really big fan of all of them, but I really like the vocal line because I love how they sound together. Yeah. Especially like during this song, I just really really like it and the stupid magic sob muster just like destroyed me with this song it is very good it's very very good and then pied piper is the other song that i really like a lot um i just really like the lyrics and i like how it sounds and they all sound super like amazing together all seven of them and i love it and my other favorite song is serendipity like the intro yeah um, I just, I love Jimin's voice specifically, and I also really liked the trailer for yeah. this album, which had his song in it, and it's just really beautiful, and he does a great job, and the live performance, I think what solidified this is one of my favorite songs is when I saw BTS live, I was, it's a different experience hearing his voice live and not through your phone or TV, computer, whatever, or through Spotify. It's totally different experience. And I had this like deer in headlight look. Like I was so shocked at how he actually sounds in person. It just like, I don't know. It was really weird. And it solidified that <laughs> as being one of my favorite socks because like it was so, so shocking. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just weird. It was beautiful, and I just really, really like that song a lot. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, so the next album that was released is Love Yourself Tear, which is the second album in the series of three. It was released on May 18th in 2018, and it has 11 tracks on this album. Uh, the comeback trailer and intro song for this one was Singularity by V or Young. Uh, the uh, title track for this album was Fake Love, which was... I can't even, like, I love it so much. Anyways, <laughs> um, the music videos released for this album was, f- they did Fake Love, and then later on they released uh, Airplane Part 2, but they did the Japanese version of the song. 
yeah. like the Japanese release for it, but I'm including it here since this song is technically also on this album, but also I think it was on the, f- it wasn't on Face Yourself. They released it later. I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong, but it's okay. What, Fake Love? No, uh, Airplane Part 2, the Japanese Oh, one. yeah, it's on um, Face Yourself, yeah. Okay, I was right Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, what's your favorite song on this album? <laughs> um, well, I have to say Fake Love was my very first comeback. So, same. It has a special place in my heart. But my ultimate, ultimate, ultimate favorite song is Magic Shop. Obviously, this is the, the tattoo that I got. Uh, I, I got a, I got the Magic Shop door where they had the official artwork for the Magic Shop door. Um, there's something about that song, just, like, obviously BTS, like, came, it came to me at a really specific time in my life, and, like, the meaning of Magic Shop is that it's it's a place inside your heart where you could go, and it's like, you could feel safe, you know, you can take all your worries away and just feel safe and warm and comforted. And to me, like that's what BTS kind of is for me and what it was for me, especially at this time is it was like the safe place I could go to. It was comforting and it was just somewhere where I could go to like, basically just like feel safe is the general aspect of it. So I really love that. Plus it's just a gorgeous song Um, Mm -hmm. before I even looked up the lyrics to it, I was constantly playing it and I was always drawn to it. So like, to me, that's like the wonderful thing about, uh, K-pop is like, you can like initially be caught on to just how catchy a song is or how beautiful it sounds. And then you can like look into the lyrics and be like blown away on a whole nother level. And like, that's kind of how that song was for me. I was just somehow drawn to it. Um, and then my next favorite, this is for when I want to go hard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Outro Tear. Uh, I freaking, I, I didn't like the song at first. At first I was kind of like, oh, okay. But like, it, it snuck up on me. And then suddenly it became like a don't skip song. I was like, yes. Like, oh, I just... I love rap lines so much. Um, I, I don't know. Have we even mentioned who our biases are? But like, like my bias is RM. So like, I'm always drawn <laughs> to his songs and like rap line in general. And like this song is just like, it's hard. <laughs> yes. So how about you, Katie? Um, For me... Uh, oh, my bias is Jin, by the way, in case yeah. anybody was wondering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> rap line you, vocal line me. That's what we're here. That's what we're here for. Yes. We rep in all of BTS. Exactly. At this point. Um, so my favorite songs on this one are The Truth Untold, because I, like, sobbed the first time I heard this song. Yeah, that's fair. It was... So beautiful. I remember seeing it at the concert that I went to and I like cried the whole time because it was just, it's so beautiful. All of their voices sound so great together and it's, I don't know, it's just a gorgeous song and 
it looks gorgeous when they perform it too. Yes. So it's just like this, I don't know, it's just beautiful. Um, my other favorite song is Magic Shop. Also, I love Magic Shop very much. It's beautiful. It's very well done. It has a very deep, wonderful meaning to it. And I don't know, they just, they did such a great job with it. And sometimes when I'm feeling down, like that's the song that I want to listen to. Yeah. Is Magic Shop. And it always makes me feel better by the end, which I love. Um, And then I put So What? I love So What? I love. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. I love how excited that they, like, how exciting the song is. Like, the way yeah. that it sounds. And also, like, watching live performances of this song is just ridiculous because they're just a bunch of crackheads during oh, this song. Oh, 100%. I love. <laughs> I love it this so much. This song is crackhead energy, for sure. <laughs> it's for sure that. And it's just, they always have so much fun with it. And it's a fun song. And I just love jam. It's like a jamming to song, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, I love this album. It's so good. Okay. Um, the last album in the Love Yourself series is Love Yourself Answer. Um, it was released on August 24th in 2018. So, like, only a couple of months after uh, Love Yourself Tear came out. Yeah. I was shocked. Um, this album is a compilation album. So, the other one, we we were talking about it earlier, is... Young Forever, which is the other compilation album that they've released, uh, which was the compilation of uh, the most beautiful moments in life albums all together in one. Um, So this one included uh, a variety of tracks from the previous two albums and seven new tracks. So two discs, all that stuff. This was my first BTS album. Yes. Like, is this one? Um. And I got I got RM as my photo card, just so you know. <laughs> um, the comeback trailer for this one included Epiphany by Jin. It was amazing and incredible. And yes. obviously I'm slightly biased because he is my bias. So it yes. was fantastic. <laughs> um, the title track for this album is Idol. And the music videos that they released are Idol. And then they also did Idol, a second Idol video featuring Nicki Minaj. Yeah, And I believe that's all from this, music video-wise, from this album. I yeah, I think say. so. Well, um, and then, they, am I right? They had, uh, they had Euphoria as well, but, like, that was, right? They did, like, this, so the other things that we didn't mention during, like, the background is that there were also these, like, solo like these short film videos that were released and one of them included euphoria. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In it. So that might be what you're thinking yeah. because a lot of times, like people know this, that during their eras, they also release a bunch of other stuff that are included with it, which like yeah. are short films in the wings era. They have this whole like crazy storyline with yes. it, which was amazing. And they had all these short films that went with it. And then eventually they had the comic, the save me comic series on Webtoon, And like, mm-hmm. so they usually release all of these different things that go along with it that are included to help tell the story of what these three, like of what the albums mean. Yeah. So 
that's stuff I didn't include, but there was like a whole list of stuff when I was looking at the wiki for the Love Yourself era. I was just like, this is so long. No, that's very true. That's very true. Like proper music videos, that was probably, yeah, the only thing. Yeah. Um, each member had a solo song on this album, which is probably included. That was like, or they did a full length version of the intro songs because Serendipity yeah. and Singularity were both intro songs on the previous two albums, and they got a full length version on this one. Yes. Um, and then they also released like, they also released Japanese albums. They did the face yourself one. And then they had some other Japanese singles that they released too during this era. Yes. Okay. Um, what were your favorite songs on love yourself answer? Um, well, euphoria. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love, I just love the sound of it. It's super catchy, and I also watched the video of the producer who produced this song, like, put it all together, and for me, that, like, solidified, like, how impressed I was by the song. Um, it's all, it's just also, like, it's one of those songs that, like, like, I can't explain it other than it, like, makes your brain feel good. Like mm-hmm. it lights up all the, the ser- you know what I mean? Like all the serotonin is like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's like, that's for me. The, that's this song. Um, I love all the trivia songs, but I always go back and forth between trivia love and trivia seesaw. Mm-hmm. Like I just love seesaw. Like I love the live performance of it. Um, it's it's just catchy and it's uh I don't know there's just something about it like every time I hear seesaw I'm just like oh yes mm-hmm. yes it's a, it's a vibe you know what I mean yeah it's a vibe for sure um and then the last one is answer love myself because it's just I don't know to me it just sums up the entire era mm-hmm. and. It's like, it's just the perfect, like, last song to have. Uh, it was like the last one on the, the that disc, obviously, but um, it, it just sums up the entire way I feel about BTS, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How about you, Katie? I feel like we have similar songs. Um, Euphoria yeah. is my most listened to song of 2019. <laughs> So thanks Spotify. Thanks Spotify for letting me know that. Um, I don't know. Like, I just really love the sound of euphoria. I love John Cook's voice and I love how his voice has matured over like over the years and like how his range is. And it's just a beautiful song. And I loved because he released a um, like a acoustic slowed down version of euphoria during Festa. Right. And they also released a behind the scenes video of him doing sort of like the, his own background vocals for the song. And I just like, I loved listening to him, like change the way that he wanted to do it. He was like, well, what about this? And what about this? And I could do this. And it's, I don't know. It's just really beautiful. And like seeing him perform it live was like a whole experience with like watching him fly. Oh, and 
he did this like I watched this video the other day where he did this gesture where he's saying you are the cause of my euphoria and he sort of gestured out to the audience where he's like you are the cause of my euphoria and I was just like stop it Jungkook I love you (laughs) um but it, it kind of sums up how I feel like this song for me kind of sums up how I feel about BTS Mm-hmm. Because they do make me feel euphoric when I listen to them. They make yeah. me feel better about, like, myself. And they help me get to a place where I feel good about where I am in that moment. Yeah. And because I also, like, I really like when the, like, you are the cause of my euphoria. I love that line. And um, the line, when I'm with you, I'm in utopia. Mm-hmm. Like, that also really sums up how I feel about BTS. Because with them being in the world and being a part of it and knowing, like... Because it's, like, this, like, feeling of, um, like, I love them. I really, truly do love them. And I know that they say they love us, but, like, the way that I feel about them may not be the same kind of love that they express towards us. But knowing that they... That they're out there, like, they don't know me, They've we've never met, we probably never will. But them saying that they do love me makes, like, kind of makes me feel euphoric and, like, in this yeah. sort of utopia, knowing that, like, they're out in the world, proud of me, um, supporting me, and loving me, even though they don't know me. Yeah. there's it, it's, it's like that connection that 100% is there, even though, you know you two have never met or, you know, you two meaning you and BTS, like I've never met. It's like there, there is that connection there and it feels real. It's, it's, a, it's so weird because like, I never thought I'd feel like that about like a band or a group. Yeah. And I feel like that a lot about like various different groups, but a very much about BTS. Mm-hmm. Um, so euphoria really like, holds a lot of weight for me. Maybe that's why that's a big part of why I was probably my number one listen to song last year. I don't know. Um, my next song is trivia love. Um, because also like I have a lyric from that song tattooed on my wrist. So mm-hmm. I would hope that it would be a favorite a song of mine. Yes. Um, because like this song, like just drew me in and it feel, I have a lot of like, I don't know, a lot of love for the way that, that Namjoon sings it and for the meaning he put behind the song and like also how I interpreted the meaning of it. And so like the lyric I have tattooed is I live. So I love, and it, I don't know. It just means a whole lot to me because it makes me think that like for as long as I'm can alive, that I will continue to love like all the things that I find that make me happy. And also, uh, to keep to remind myself to keep loving myself even when I don't feel that way. Yeah. So it holds a lot of weight for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Epiphany is my last favorite song. Of course. Um, I mean, I love Jin. I do. He's my bias. Like I love him endlessly. Um, but the song, like. It holds a lot of weight because of, like, you know, like, when he's saying Awake for the Wings era. And, like, this song sort of does has that line where it says, the only person that I should love is myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just, like, I cried during this song when I heard it the first time and when I saw it live. And 
it's just Jin is amazing and incredible and I don't know. There's his no other way to do it. are so good. Oh, he sings with his whole body, which is just like so much. Yes. I could do a whole podcast where I do nothing but talk about how much I love Jin. Oh. We could do that. My so Jinny. Worldwide handsome. Yes. Anyways, so <laughs> those are the albums which took a long time for us to talk about. So we're just going to like talk about in general about the Love Yourself era. Um, so I already sort of talked about what this era means to me. Um, do you have anything you wanted to talk about in regards to that? Um, just that this like message of love yourself kind of came at a time for me when I was not doing great in terms of my mental health. I was, uh, I was like in therapy for a lot of reasons. Um, and so this whole like love yourself message kind of came at a time when I was clawing myself out of this hole that I was in mentally. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, you know, people, the people talk about like positive affirmations and stuff to like to say to yourself, like to me, this was like that, um, you know, BTS was telling me to love myself, but also like saying that, you know, they struggled with so much and, you know, to, to work on yourself essentially. Like for me, like this whole era is BTS, like working on themselves. And so Mm -hmm. I was kind of going through that same journey as well. And it just kind of like, it made me feel like it was okay to do that. If that makes sense. So it just, it just, to me, like it came out of, at a really great time, uh, at a time when I needed it. So, yeah. I feel like the way that these albums were, is like, like you said, it was sort of like a growing process for them because they were trying to figure out who they are Yeah. and like figure out who they want to be in this world. Yeah. And it's been really difficult for them trying to learn how to live their lives and love their, well, love themselves. And you hear that throughout the albums Mm -hmm. leading up to these where like, what is it? Um, in reflection. Yeah. When RM says like, I wish I could love myself. Exactly. Like, like that he wants to love himself. And this, these albums sort of show that journey of them trying to discover that the person that they are is okay. Like the person that yeah. they want to be in this world and express themselves on stage and in their personal lives, that that person is okay. Yeah. That they don't have to be their stage, like their stage personas the whole time. That it's okay to be Namjoon. It's okay to be Sukjin. It's okay to be Hosuk. Like that they aren't 100% RM or Suga or J-Hope. Like that there's more to them and they can show that to us and we would be accepting of them. But also like they took us along on this journey. I forget where it was and when it was, I think it was before this where uh, V said that, that the fans at the army has been holding them up this whole time. And they're like, but we don't need you to do that. We want you to walk side by side with us. Yeah. 
like into the future. I feel like that that was at like one of their musters or something. I think it's when he gave the meaning to purple to Borahe, like the I purple you think. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what it is about BTS that feels that pulled me in so deep into K-pop is because of how much they share with us. Like, obviously, they don't share their whole lives with us, which is fine. Like, they need to be able to keep some sort of private personal time. Yeah. But they also share so much of their genuine, what feels like genuine personal feelings and emotions with us all the time that you feel this sort of emotional connection with them and they want you to succeed just as much as you want them to succeed. They want you to be proud of who you are, be proud of yourself, to love the person that you are because you are the best version of yourself, that there is no one else out there like you. And they 100% support you in that journey of discovering who you are, even though we don't actually know them. Like, we just know what they show us. Exactly. But, I mean, they're they're taking their role as artists, you know, seriously in the sense that they, like, they want to try to make themselves better, but they also want to try to, like, help the world and help their fans and help spread a message of positivity and, Mm -hmm. you know, convey that positivity within these albums. Obviously with wings, with wings, it was like them showing us their dark side, us showing us their raw side, their troubles. But the love yourself was kind of like that healing of that raw era, Mm -hmm. the healing that they, like went through and the acceptance of themselves and the acceptance of the light and the dark side and bringing that together and becoming a whole person. Mm -hmm. It's also kind of like, I think for them, like it's a little bit of, you know, not coming out of your youth, but it's like that part of your youth where you kind of, you've learned so much about yourself. You've gone through your hard times and you've kind of just like learned to love like who you've become out of coming out of that youth. And I think that's, you know, that's just important to to know. Yeah. It's honestly one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. Is to love who you are because you're your own worst critic always. Yeah. You'll always be the hardest on yourself. So it's, it's hard and it's been nice knowing that even though like we don't know them, but there is a group of people, there's a group of seven people who write beautiful music and have something to say that you can relate to or pick up on and interpret to mean something in your life that care about you, about who you are and they want the best of the world for you and that you will openly feel the same way about them. Exactly. At the same time. Yeah. Ugh, so much. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful message and a beautiful era. And like, I feel like, like words can't even really describe like how meaningful it all is. I feel like that's why it was so hard. Not just like on the fans, like on the army, but also on them to like close this era out and to move on to something new Um, because it's been so consuming for the last like 
two years, this is all they've been focusing on is the Love Yourself era. And it really brought the fandom together, I feel like. And it brought new people into the fandom and they just got more well-known in the world. Yeah. And their message became this, became something that a lot of people felt so emotional about and took to heart a lot. And you see that a lot. Like, I love when it's their birthday and stuff and, like, some of the things that people have done to express the way they feel about them in ways. So they take things that they like and try to spread good in the world. Like, some people, like, planted trees for RM's birthday. They adopt animals and donate to charities. Like, I adopted a whale for... (laughs) For uh, Jin's birthday this year. Yeah, I did. Um, But it was worth it because I know that he likes whales and it's something that I knew I could do to help what to express the way that I feel about him knowing something that he likes and then also to do something good with the money that I make from my job. Yeah. Um, But it's just like, I don't know. It was, it's so emotional and overwhelming and they feel it and we feel it and it was more apparent than ever like it's a different experience when you see them live like watching videos of lives like watching v lives and watching them like do live concerts it's different when you're there like and i want you to experience this because you haven't been able to experience it yet but it felt so different like being in the audience with you know, 90,000 other people that were there for the exact same reason that I was, who all had light sticks, who were singing along to songs in a language that they don't speak, that there were people of all ages, races, ethnicities, um, socioeconomic backgrounds. Like, it was just one thing all together for everyone. And, like, the one thing that stands out in my mind, there were these two ladies that were sitting behind me that were that were much older than me, They were, like, best friends that were, like, two, like, older moms that were there without their kids. It was just them. And people were singing along to Epiphany. And the two ladies behind me were like, sing it, Army. You sound beautiful. And I was dying. (laughs) Like, it was so good. I mean, it was so great to be surrounded by people who, like, knew the fan chants, who knew all the words to all the songs and just to sing along with them as they went through. Like, I get it why they get emotional on stage. Like, I get it why they start crying when it's just too much. Yeah. To, like, deal with. Like, at the Wembley Stadium, when they did the Army Sings moment and they sang uh, Young Forever, yes. like, oh. like the, um, the moment that Jimin broke down in tears, I was sobbing. Like, <laughs> Yes. And it was immediate. Because that just shows the connection. Yeah, and he said in an interview not long ago, like, a while ago, that that's the song that he listens to. Like, he goes and watches compilations of videos of the fans singing along to that song when he's in a bad place because it makes him feel better. And that's, like, the one song that just, like, it hit him so hard. He was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Same thing with Jungkook was crying and same thing with Hasuk. Like, mm-hmm. emotional as hell. Yes. But... It's just like, I don't know, the Love Yourself era is so much. And it it was emotional to, like, say goodbye to it 
at the end when they did, so they did three large concerts, which was like, I've been looking at some of the stats for the Love Yourself, Speak Yourself final tour, Mm -hmm. just for the three days that they played in Korea. And like the amount of tourism and people that showed up to that show and the repercussions, not like real repercussions, but like the future five years off of these two concerts, so much money for the country, for the tourism, for the boys, just like how much stuff it brought in. Yeah. Just these three concerts. That's awesome. I mean, we, we personally, I feel like new, not like new, new, but like definitely like, a bunch of people that I follow on Instagram, like, went to that show. I will say that it is one of the big regrets of my life is not going. Yeah. I wanted to go so bad, and I should, we should have gone. Same. Like, you and I talked about this, like, we should have done it. I know, I should have gone to Wembley. I should have gone to Wembley. I was just so, like, I was so worried about flying to London on my own and like doing it all by myself is basically what I was, you know, worried about, but I 100% regret it, but it's fine. (laughs) It's okay. You're going to come back and hopefully you'll get to see them. Exactly. Everything happens for a reason. So I'm just keeping that in my head. (laughs) So this era has come to an end. Um, It was emotional. Uh, I watched day one like the show they did on V Live, I did that. I watched that, um, and then I went to the movie theater and watched it on day two, and then I watched all the videos that people had posted from day three when freaking RM was crying. Yes. <sighs> oh God. That still hurts. Like it still breaks my heart and makes me love him even more because he never he doesn't really get emotional, but he was. Full sobbing during yeah. his final mint. No, definitely. It just, like, how do you feel about, like, this era coming to an end and moving into the new map of the soul, like, era? Um, I mean, I'm obviously, like, really sad that it's over, but it was such a beautiful thing to experience, and... I don't know, like, I, I'm just so pumped to hear more of what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it's obviously, like, it's going to be slightly different, I feel like, in general, a big part of what BTS, like, likes to write about and sing about and rap about is a lot of, like, self-reflection. And I think mm-hmm. that that's still, like, that that whole theme is still going to continue with this next era. You know, a lot of self-reflection, looking within, um, trying to, like, figure out, like, life in general, like, philosophy. I feel like it's going to, like, dig into a lot of really interesting things. So I'm still, I'm so pumped for, like, the new era that that's kind of just like what I'm focusing on. Like I still can listen to everything. I still can experience all of it. It is sad that I will never see certain songs perform live. Mm-hmm. Like that does bum me out like that. Like, but at the same time, like we, we have to grow, they have to grow, you know, we're going into a new era. I think it's exciting. Um, they gave us a very long time with this era as well. 
And I think their message of love yourself is still always going to be there. I think like with their whole campaign with UNICEF as well, like love yourself will never be over, you know, in terms of like Mm -hmm. the spirit of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's that spirit of, of this era will always live on for sure. Oh yeah. I, I think so too, because I feel like we got a lot of interesting information about like where the next era is going in, in, uh, the persona Mm -hmm. in intro persona. Um, because I feel like these next albums will take everything that they've grown, how they've grown and what they've learned about themselves during the love yourself era and move that into figuring out who they're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, because like a lot of, you know, what RM is going back and forth with is like, am I RM or am I Namjoon? Am I my persona or am I me? Yeah. And like, where do you draw the line at that? So it'll be interesting um, to see how they take that and grow that because it's one thing to like love yourself and be the person that you're supposed to be, but everybody has a persona. Everybody has the person that they put out in the world that they want people to see because no one wants, everyone wants other people to see the best of themselves. Of course. And not see their, like their flaws or their troubles and things like that. Um, and I think that's what this is going to deal with. Like these next albums is going to deal with them coming to terms with how to put their two sides together. Yeah. How to be both things at the same time without letting one take over the other and being okay with that. Yeah. And I think that the love yourself era really helped them grow and really discover like who they are outside of what they put out in the world. And, and that's exciting. Like that's exciting to know that we, um, that we kind of all grew together, like watching them sort of come into their own during, during this time. And also like they, they changed our, like the way we look at the world yeah, and the way they like how we feel about ourselves and how we move forward with our lives standing next to them. And like, I hope that that message continues like that will never go away and we'll see that more as we grow with them because they're going to continue to grow up and their lives are going to continue to change. And the same with us, but we're going to do that in different ways, but also side by side. Yes. So in conclusion, I just love them very, very much. Yes. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that. This era is just so beautiful. It changed my life. I will say definitely. In a lot of ways. And I will never be able to express to them how much I appreciate that. Yeah. And although we may never meet them, um, doesn't change how I feel about them. Yes, same. So. I still want to meet them, though. It would be a great, great moment in my life. Oh, also, yeah. Also, don't know what I would say. Honestly, like, it would be dope to just, like be in the same room and just like, like give a wave and a smile and like a nod to acknowledge, you know what you I mean? To acknowledge yeah. them as human beings. And that's it. I'd take that. I would take that. That'd be same. amazing. 
I would I would take it like the eye contact. Yeah. Like just making eye contact, a wave, a hello, a nod, whatever. Acknowledgement that we are existing at time and existing in time and space at the same time in the same place at the same time. Exactly. And then I'll go outside and pass out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can do this. I can internal fangirl and function, although I still blacked out when, like, internally when Sana high-fived me from Astro. Yes. Like, <laughs> anyways. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Like, the Love Yourself era came, changed our lives, introduced us to K-pop, and we moved on to our next thing. Yes, we are on a huge journey. Yes, we are. It's their fault this podcast exists. I hope they're happy. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you're happy. We hope, you know, you feel the same way and, I don't know, have have either similar or slightly different or just as meaningful, you know, feelings about this era as we do. Yes. I, I hope so, too. I hope that we were able to do this era justice, obviously, like... There's so much that goes into this that we don't have enough time to talk about. Yeah. Because we could go on for days about it. But I hope that what we had to say, uh, people enjoyed and will come back and continue to listen. Um, all of that nice, positive, warm feelings towards us, please. Yes. <laughs> uh, we hope to dive into some of the other eras as well. But obviously it just was super meaningful for us to start with this one. So hopefully you come back for the other ones as well. Yep. And we'll have other episodes about other stuff as we move on through our deep, deep love of K-pop as multi stands, because I don't know how to not be a multi stand either. (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of you can't stop me loving K-pop because there is no person on heaven and earth that can do that. <laughs> nope. Um, the show notes for this episode and every other episode can be found on our website, lovingkpoppodcast.com. Uh, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram using our handle, lovingkpoppod. There's so many P's. Sorry. Um, make sure you follow us there too because I do tons and tons of K-pop stuff which I will start posting on our social media like ooh yes yeah especially because I'm going to like four concerts in the next like two months so nice so look forward to (laughs) Katie's concert photos on there yes ma'am um, if you want to chat with us in real time, you can join our Slack workspace uh, or our discord server invite links for those will be in our show notes Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, basically every other podcast app. And be sure to stay tuned to the end of the podcast for a promo from all the shows on the Geek2Geek Media Network. And don't forget to visit geek2geekmedia.com to find out more info on all of our network's podcasts and streamers. And until next time, Bye. bye! Hello, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And together we are Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture. 
We talk about books, movies, music, basically anything we want at this point. Yes, we obsess about K-pop. And Keanu Reeves. And sometimes Katie cries on the podcast. Hey, that's rude. But really, we are just here to talk about all the things that we love. So make sure to head over to teatimewithkc.com and geek2geekmedia.com to check us out. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcasts. Bye. Bye. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello friends, this is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week... Keep it geek. Hey geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the geek to geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash Capsule J. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then.